Welcome to Kentucky Horsepower, the official podcast of the Kentucky Automobile Dealers Association. Hi and good day, everyone. This is Jason Wilson of KADA and here for another edition of Kentucky Horsepower. Uh, joining me today is, uh, is a one of our car dealers right here in Kentucky, Daryl Billings, who's the owner of uh, Tanner Chrysler Products in Stanton, Kentucky. Uh, Daryl, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm, I'm great, great, Jason. Glad to be here. Good, good. Well, uh, for those of you that don't know, the reason uh, we're talking to Daryl today is Daryl has decided that life as a dealer has just gotten too boring and he doesn't have enough things to do. So he's going to run uh, for the State House of Representatives, that, that what will be the 91st district. And uh, we wanted to give Daryl a chance to introduce himself and uh, talk to our fellow dealers here. Uh, so so Daryl, let's, let's just jump right into it. Um, why did you decide to uh, to take this on? Well, Jason, uh, my family's been involved in politics in a lot of different aspects over the past 35, 40 years. Uh, my, my uncle Nick was the last state senator we had from here in Powell County back in the 70s. So, so we've always had some interest. Got it. So let's talk a little bit. Now, obviously, you've been a, a car dealer for a number of years, been in this industry. Talk a little bit about how you got started in the in the auto industry and what got you into this great business. Well, it was it's kind of a funny story. Uh, I have a a degree in police administration and uh, had every intention of going to the Kentucky State Police Academy. Okay, was accepted in the academy back in '85, and the academy wasn't supposed to start until January of '86. And, and I needed, needed something, something to do for five or six months. Sure. So, so I got in. So I got in the car business. Uh, was hired by the Hatfield organization in Lexington, at the old Bluegrass Chrysler. And uh, the rest is kind of taken off from there. I, I made a little money. Uh, got an education from Tony Hatfield and the Hatfield organization that I couldn't have got from Harvard. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's an awesome story, and uh, again, starting at just I guess selling cars, right? I mean, that's I did, yeah. And uh, now you are uh, owner operator and uh, in, in of Tanner Chrysler Products. Well, uh, as you pursue this and uh, uh, running for office here, what are the items that, uh, if elected, that you're going to want to focus on? The things that are important to you within your community and, and tell us a little bit about the makeup of uh, this district. Well, the, the district, district kind of fits my DNA. DNA. Uh, I'm, I'm also a farmer. Uh, I've been an agriculturalist for, for 30 plus years. And uh, this community, Powell, Estill, and about seven precincts in Madison County really fits the DNA of who I am. Uh, small community, uh, conservative values, but we still understand that small businesses pay an integral role in, in our state economy. And I think that's one of the things that makes me unique being a car dealer, as well as an agriculturalist, uh, as well as having some experience. My wife's a school teacher, uh, father's retired police officer. So we've got a lot of other areas of expertise that concerns us with this small communities. Well, it sounds like a great fit. Like you said, it, 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 with it being, as you put it, in your DNA, it, it sounds like it'll be a very 
natural thing for you to run in that area uh, because you're speaking to things that you have experience with, you know about, you know the community, uh, community you've been engaged and involved there for many, many years. And from our standpoint, we love the idea, KDA, of having a car dealer in the, uh, in the state house as a, as a legislature. It sure, it sure helps uh, get our message out and uh, be able to speak to legislators about our challenges. And who better to be able to do that than another car dealer? Uh, which sort of leads me to the next uh, question I'd like to ask you from your perspective, uh, and again, given your experience as a dealer, um, what, what do you see as the biggest challenges today, uh, automotive? Obviously, we, we know about inventory, we know about chips, but in a general sense, what do you see as the biggest challenges for car dealers today? Well, I think there's two real issues right now. Uh, one, of course, I think I've said it before, is succession. So many of our car dealers are starting to, to get a little older, and we need to find ways to make sure we can transfer these dealerships to our families and allow them to continue as successful venues within our communities. I think succession is a big deal. And uh, there's a lot of tax implications and that kind of stuff, I think, really needs to be forefront. Uh, secondly, I think our relationships with our manufacturers uh, has got to maintain uh, our franchise protections, uh, whether it's warranty, whether it's uh, uh, your market share. Those things are going to be well protected. We've been very blessed in Kentucky for 35 plus years with having great franchise laws, but we need to keep those strong and we need to keep those very vibrant and very in our, in our mind and not forefront on what we're thinking. Yeah. I think that's a great point. We can't uh, organizationally uh, within this industry, we need to be vigilant as to ensuring that uh, those franchise laws uh, stay strong and that they're being abided by Uh as you know and, and have seen, there's plenty of times the manufacturers uh, look to push the envelope where they can as it relates to those laws. And uh, it's important to, to be engaged with those items. Um, if you've been following, you know, our big bill that we're working on right now is the modernization bill with the county clerk's offices, the ability to, to modernize and having dealers being able to actually begin that registration titling process at the store level electronically so this can, so these sort of things can get done quicker. All, all things moving forward and trying to evolve and, and modernize where we can. Um, as we speak to modernizing and, and, and the future, you, you mentioned succession, you mentioned franchise laws, but if you take a longer view of this industry, uh, let's, you know, what, what is it that you see moving forward, maybe 10, 20 years, what are gonna be the big challenges from your perspective that you see um, in the future? I think electrification is going to change the way our industry has been uh, been operating for decades. Uh, we're going to have new people come into the market. We're going to have new manufacturers come into the market. Uh, they're going to be after their piece of the pie, just like I just want. I just think the dealer body needs to make sure we have a seat at that table. Uh, I'm not sure we'll see complete electrification in my tenure, but. We've, We've got to be prepared for it and be prepared to protect the dealer bodies in these communities as those things start to transgress and start to come to come to fruition. Yeah, I, I, look, I think that's a really interesting point. There's certainly been a lot of discussion about it. Um, obviously, to this point, it's largely been uh, Tesla that's been getting all that, uh, you know, 
promotion, uh, uh, mark, you know, through their marketing efforts, their social media presence, all those things. I do think it's going to be interesting now because they've been sort of been able to run in that lane by themselves without a lot of competition in that segment. Obviously, Nissan has sold a lot, a lot of Leafs, but by and large, the OEMs have not been engaged to the point that they're pledging to be engaged to. So I think it, that is going to be an interesting development that's going to be much more competitive. Uh, and I would encourage, and it sounds like you would agree that um, we need to be engaged in this process and, and embrace these changes in technology. Uh, too often, car dealers are painted with this brush as being anti-EV, which is not the case at all. It's simply having uh, a good viable product that, that you can sell. Uh, would you agree with that? I, I think I that, that is, is probably, probably true. true. Uh, the, the biggest problem, problem I think we're going to have as, a, as car dealers, we just, just need to make sure we're seated at the table. table. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I, don't I don't think, think there's, there's a car dealer out there that's against electrification. I do, I do believe, believe there's dealers out there that are against electrification as they're trying to be force fed. Uh, I, think I think we need that seat at the table. I think we need to have some communication on how we're going to go forward with our facilities, with training, all the things that are going to come from electrification. And then we're still going to have to maintain uh, the gasoline engine for a long time. It's not going away tomorrow. No, no, that's, that's, that's very true. So, you know, it is an exciting. It is exciting to think about the future and what all can happen as it relates to products and, and the evolution of, of of those and moving to EVs. But you're right. This stuff is not coming tomorrow. It's going to be. Uh, I think personally, it's going to take longer than many are are projecting or, or, or forecasting because of the just the infrastructure alone. How each state's going to have to manage that, uh, both at the state level and the federal level. And uh, with you running and hopefully uh, being successful in your uh, endeavor here, you'll have you'll definitely have a seat at that table and a part of those conversations at the state level. Well, one, one of the things I think is important is, is we not only we, we have, have always as a dealer body, we've always been involved with education, with transportation, with, with everything that goes on in Kentucky. Uh, in every community, there's a car dealer that's overly involved. Yeah. And, and trying to make sure their, their community, community is a better place to live and work. work. And, and I, I think, think as, as car dealers, we're probably going to have to take on some of that education reform in some, some, some of these technical centers and, and training young men and women as they come out of high school, come out of technical schools, that they are, they are career ready when they come to us. So I think we have a unique place that we can do that that not only ties us to the transportation industry but puts us forefront in the education industry as well yeah you know that's a great point as we talk about uh technicians just in general uh and the challenge to get technicians in and as, as technicians uh age and move into retirement era who's going to fill those roles this new technology is a, is an opportunity to sort of reset that conversation and and attract new people within this, within this industry. So I, I agree. I think that education aspect uh, does have great potential for our uh, industry moving forward. I think that's one of the things that I might have a unique perspective and can bring to the table in, on the state level with the legislature is the fact that we need to be involved in that educational process at the high school level and the technical college level. And, and perhaps even bring our manufacturers in mm -hmm. who potentially could bring dollars into our state. 
for training facilities and those type things. So uh, we have a unique opportunity to, to really jump in front of a lot of the states in the Midwestern part of this country, in the heart, you know, the corn belt of this country, so to speak, and, and kind of take a, a, a proactive role than being reactive. Yeah, I, look, I think that's a great point. Um, I'll just wrap up by saying, uh, Daryl, we're, again, very excited to have you running for this uh, uh, legislative role as a, as a representative for the 91st District. Uh, we will make sure to continue these conversations as the year progresses and uh, allow you to check in with our dealer body as a whole and keep these conversations moving forward as we look to support one of our own uh, to move forward with this. So again, congratulations to you on your decision. We're very excited to uh, have some real representation uh, here moving forward and uh, we'll keep the conversation moving forward throughout the year. Jason, thank, thank you very, very much. much. And, and if you would, it, feel free to put my email address or cell phone number out there that if there's a concern or, or a voice that I need to hear, I would certainly appreciate it. And of course, like everybody knows, uh, we spend, I ate breakfast at seven o'clock in Waco this morning and was back to work by 8.15. So it it's makes for some long days. That's right. That's right. Well, we wish you luck on this journey. We'll be uh, supporting your efforts as best we can for sure. And uh, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Thank, thank you, Jason. All right. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time on Kentucky Horsepower. We'll see you down the road.